morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast. Proudly sponsored by the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo choo! That's right, Corey, the Bombs Express is back. And you know what else is back, Corey? The footy. Because we've got the preseason games this week, and that's probably what we'll have a quick little look at on the pod today. But before we do that, mate, where can we listen to us up on social media? Uh, find us on Twitter and Patreon at SC Elites. Find us on. Uh, so it's almost called a safe cloud then. Bombs to SoundCloud, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Patreon at Supercoach Elites. Uh, the YouTube has kind of taken a backward step at the start of this year, but it will pick up as the season progresses along. Uh, Bombs, got a group yes, code? Sorry. Maybe drop we that do. nice and early. We'll drop it now, yeah. drop it late. No, no, we'll drop it now because we had 500 participants in there last year, Corey. Yeah. Yep. The. Uh, I can't remember what we gave you out for first, second, and third prizes. But, T-shirts. Um, I imagine we're doing something along those lines again, are we not, Corey? Yeah, yep. Yeah, it'll be another little Patreon pack, T-shirts, stubby holders, fidget spinner kind of shit that we did last year, so it'll be something along those lines again. Perfect. So this is not the lead code for the listeners out there, because people always, oh, how do we get in the league? <laughs> Tell well, you want to get in the league, you better join Patreon, and all get sorted out through there, but... Otherwise, you can join a group, which is anyone and everyone. It's unlimited. So we had 500 plus last year. So what do we want this year, Corey? 750? At least. I think we want 750. I think that'd be a good number. So here's the code, listeners. 705-867. So again, that's 705-867. We growing by the day. I check that before I read that out. No, that is right, Corey. Nice. This is the right group. Nice, nice. It is growing by the day again, Bombs. You do know it's pre-season and then... There's a whole bunch of new people who sign up, so, um, you know, like us on Twitter. Appreciate, you know, give us a like on Facebook. Patreon is absolutely bouncing at the moment. There's plenty of people in, so... I think all the socials are bouncing, actually. I keep getting those notifications on Facebook and stuff. This person's liked your page and all this kind of stuff. So so thanks, everyone out there, who have dropped at least a like on the page and that do change the, the program, and, and hopefully we'll be able to help you guys, um, you know, not only sort of navigate through what is the challenge of pre-season, but kind of navigate trades and whatever the fuck's going to drop on our heads come uh, come season time. Perfect little segue there, Bonds, because there are a lot of people who like us and appreciate us, and we get some good feedback, but sometimes we get some bad feedback, mate. Have you you got that comment that you found just before? Is that still floating around? Or? Well, I have to just go get it back up now. <laughs> we had a good little giggle, because it turns out that when I love, because I love listening to myself, because the, uh, the audience know, Corey, um, and I listen on SoundCloud, but I worked out that you can just use the podcast app on the, uh, on the iPhone there, so... I thought, oh, I might just have a quick little uh, view viewing here because we've got four point five star rating, which is pretty good. Um, and there was a comment earlier, Corey. You're going to kill me because I actually can't find it right now. Oh um, no way! Where's the feedback section? Because the listeners, they would have loved it. We know that they would have loved it. It was it was a comment about a year ago, and oh, what did it say? Was from Bombers one point two five or yeah, some shit. Some anonymous Bombers account that sort of just drops a little bit of feedback. Um, used to have good content gone downhill. or recently foul language. <laughs> <laughs> something along those lines, Corey. And he dropped us. I think it might have been our only one star. One um, star. Yep. Rating. Really I mean, fucking just pulling Bombers. us right down, Bombs. Yeah, I mean, he's. We've, it's, you know, it's one of those Uber things. You know, when you try keep your Uber rating you know, above the, what is it, the 4.2 or whatever you need to to have a good rating and then, you know, you get that odd one and you just want to, you know, I feel like I want to rectify it, but to be fair, if he's going to complain about the swearing, then we're not, 
really being authentic, and we can't help but have opinions on topics, Corey. Yeah, and personally... No, no one's ever been wrong about an opinion. Yeah, personally, you can get fucked. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what, though. The Bombers, while we're on the topic of the Bombers, Corey, have they not just become the most relevant super coach, I reckon, team of the preseason? Yeah, my friend. How many are you floating with at the moment? New, new debutant popping up, eh? Well, not Waterman, potential. who yeah. he snagged four against Carlton in the preseason game, so he's come in as a $102,000 forward, which I think people are just wrapped with another $102,000 player, to be honest, because um, I reckon that 20k or 15k that you might have saved on someone else might be pretty handy, but, um, you know, all indications kind of point towards a round one debut, but I mean, we're looking at a bloke who, well, let's face it, he hit four snags against Carlton, but I reckon he might have had six touches the whole game, Corey, so he's not kicking goals, what else is he doing? So... Um, I know the Supercoach world's gone nuts calling the biggest lock, but I'm going to be a little bit outlandish here, Corey. I'm going to say, if there are other players around the mark, I may even not select him, because I'm just... Unless I see something else in their game this week, I mean, he, he needs to find other ways to score points. Otherwise, he's just going to be as effective as one of those you know, small forward-line players, but at least the small forward-line players can put on pressure on their tackle. That we see every single year, yeah. Um, yeah, it's owned by 5% of teams out there. So I guess that means 5% of teams in the community are currently active for it. I think that's what I'm taking from that stat because I reckon uh, anyone out there who is uh, doing Supercoach virtually daily, minutely, hourly, however often you're doing it, you'd, you'd have him um, pretty much sewn up into your board one at the moment. The new boy? Yeah, yeah, that is right, yeah. Um, I don't have him at the moment, but, you know, me, I'm not... Secondly, hourly, whatever you fucking said. Sorry, just a, a photo of Josh Kelly shirtless popped up on Twitter once, and he might he might just enter my super coach team. I think. Might enter your home. Hey, but no, Essendon. Because if we can have a little chat, Nick Cox might be the most relevant and saving grace in defence. I'm look. I know he's one hundred and seventy-five thousand. But um, now this has been big in Patreon all week, if you've been paying attention to what I've saying, Corey, but I've actually, I've started to encourage people who might have only been starting two premiums or three premiums, I'm telling them to go at least four deep, because I reckon on the structure pod we were speaking about a little, well, maybe a week or so ago, I was very, um, very confident of uh, a lot of the rookies lining up, but I've done a 180, Corey. I think none of them are lining up, and I've, uh, I've got rid of Chappie. I've got rid of Jones, Highmore's on the way out, I've got rid of Ware, I've got rid of Gould, they're, they're, none of them, none of them are left. And um, and Nick Cox, so I've uh, had a little bit of shuffle there because he's 175k, but I've got him sitting there and he's at uh, defender number five for me at the moment. Yeah. So I reckon um, Cox, Waterman, very relevant. Heppel, now Corey, have you changed your tune on Heppel? <laughs> In what way, Bob's? In terms of, is he a relevant option for yeah, Supercoach teams? He's uh, F6 at the moment. Yeah, at the M6, not F6. M6, sorry, M6, sorry. Well, I'm glad to hear that, because what he had about 23 touches of a pill. And I'll tell you what was uh, what was noticeable was the ball use. It didn't change. Into, so what we seen last year from Essendon, we might have touched on this in Essendon podcast, we saw a lot of short kicking, you know, a lot of kick mark, kick mark all that kind of crap behind the ball, um, getting it out of defence, and that was more prevalent than ever, I thought. And um, I'll tell you what, it, uh, it's inserted Jordan Ridley, Corey, who's the fourth bomber currently in my team, 
Um, he's back on radar too now because I reckon him and Hep, man, they can get 200 between them a week. Yeah, Ridley, it was funny because we both had a chat about Ridley. You thought I was going to hate the Ridley pick and it was actually one of the yeah. ones I liked more than probably most. Fucking Jordan Ridley looks fantastic. There's, he's, a very, he's an elite kick of the football. He's a very good kick of the football. And um, you know what, they lost a lot of pace and they haven't replaced it. You know, I've seen teams out there, they're floating uh, Cahill at $161,000 forward. Corey saw it in the Patreon today. And I've heard a few people talk about him, but... Uh, I don't know. I reckon um, it could be one of these guys that, he, that just sort of just might be more on the out than he is on the in, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, And, look, Cox, I mean, being the wingman, um, Heppel and uh, Ridley being, you know, good ball users from the defence there. And, I mean, they lost the pace inside, but I don't think they're going to replace it with, with a guy like um, uh, Cahill, to be fair. No. No, I think uh, I think you will probably see Heppel and uh, uh, Riddles line up the halfback flanks, and because um, they're both very good ball users, and I think that's what I said I want to do out of that halfback line is control yeah. the pill a little bit more. You know, I'm a and big bombers, are... big bombers man now, boss. Oh, you are, and you'd be buoyant buying yeah. ball balls sort of day here on the preseason tour. Would have thought. Oh, mate, they're gonna fly. I'm up, look out of. <laughs> we, we haven't even told the listeners what we're talking about in this pod yet either. We've just we started, started rambling. We're actually talking about what we're looking forward to. This week, bombs, and I, I tell you what, seven ten Saturday night, I'm looking forward to just sitting in front of that TV, clearing the schedule, and watching Essendon absolutely fucking demoralise Geelong. So, <laughs> all aboard! I cancelled my membership this year. I'm thinking of re-signing back up. Oh no! They could be top four. Um. Look, Corey, I'm not going to wait into that debate. All I know is we're here to talk to the coach, and there is four of them. Um, currently in my team, like I said, Cox, 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 Ridley, Heppel, Waterman, um, and uh, I don't think realistically I'm ever going to pick Jai Caldwell because I'm probably more of a Tom Phillips fan in that sort of price bracket, so that's not going to happen, but um, there's a premium also called Zach Merritt floating around, so I don't want my team to become the Essendon show, but I reckon we might have won back a couple of Essendon listeners, even though we prefer they'd stay away. I think realistically, Corey, um, after all the bitching and salting they do, but I think they'd be buoyant to know that um, well, there's four of them in my team, and uh, there's a, there might be a few floating around in yours come around one. Yeah, I look, I just think if you get anything other than Waterman 102, he might be there. If it's just a battle of small forwards, then you probably take the cheaper one, but um, he's not in there. I've just got the one at the moment. I've only got Hep. Um, no Cox. No Cox at the moment. Not 175. Not just yet. Might change. Do you, do you understand what's happening in defence? Uh, yeah, I'm not as fearful as you are yet. Not without watching games. No, no, Corey. This is not about being fearful. This is about being prepared. I am prepared for the carnage. And I'll tell you now, look. Anyone I, I think I think Ware will be there. Really? Yeah. Did he play in the, um, in the pre-season tracky match thing they had last week? No, but I think he'll be there. Well, why didn't he play last week? Oh, I just don't think he was 100% ready to go, mate. Oh, I'm sure I don't know what sort of people you've got giving you your information, mate, but Jesus Christ. Uh, Bian- we'll get Bianco, too. No, he's one that's sitting in there. We've yep. got, oh, sorry, the four I've got at the moment, we've got Big Cox for you, 175. Yep. Um, I've got Bianco, 123. Um, I've got Madden from Brisbane, the yep. Thunder Ford, 123. And Highmore at 117. Um, Gould, cooked. Jones, cooked. Chapman, cooked. 
And uh, I think they might mean I think Heinemore's cooked as well, but I sort of just need someone to sit on the bench at this point because I can't really find anyone else. Yeah, that's all right. I'll look, I've, I have I have had a play with you um, in the aspect of I like Williams and you know going up to a higher defender five. Um, but at the moment, my midfield just is kind of, I'd say, probably four and a... I'd, I'd call it five deep, with two of them being mid-prices. So, you know, four primos. Three of them being yeah. mid-prices. Uh, no, Toronto's out. Oh, you got rid of Toronto. Yeah, just at the moment. At the moment, at the moment. Can't, I can't Shit. promise that's going to happen, but Toronto's not in there at the moment. Boy, oh boy. I'll tell you what. I know I'm prepared, and so I'm putting myself ahead of the eight ball here at the moment. Four primos and Cox, and I think that's five certain starters in the back line every week, and then if I get one out of the remaining three playing, I think I'm in a relatively good position here. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, anyone else took your fancy in those kind of... Uh, what you, we would almost call them pre-season games, but we'll call them the friendlies. Oh, I mean, I'll tell you now. There was about a billion of them that took my fancy because if you saw Harms' set of bounce, um, you know, attendees, now we know Boyne wasn't there, we know Brayshaw wasn't there, we know all that kind of stuff, but, you know, I'd be keen to watch him this weekend again to see how that all sort of comes together. Okay, um, Mills, now, I'll tell you now, if Mills wasn't on everyone's radar, he well and truly should be, I would have thought. I don't know how you feel about that. Callum. Mm-hmm. I like Callum Mills. Yeah, no, 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 it could be a lot more than the 101 he averaged last year, I think. Yeah, I just think the price is the worry. It'll scare people off. No, because you know what? I'm throwing up, um, you know, three players there. Ridley, Mills, and Stewart. And uh, I think one of the three is likely to make my team yep. um, come round one. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just maybe go for, you know, I think Mills could probably average the most, but I think Ridley... Is probably the safest bet, and Stewart, we just, you know, it's slight bit of injury history there, probably puts himself in at number three. So, um, I know I'm weighing up between those three, and you're going to throw Calipano into that mix. I like every single one of them. I, I think I comfortably go to Whitfield, but injury history plus um, current injury kind of crisis with him uh, probably puts him out of the frame for selecting round one for me. You still like McDonald? Yeah, yeah, McDonald yeah. is more defender number four at the moment. Yeah. So, look, um, there's there's a lot going on. I mean, uh, what do we take out of Paddy Downs' performance? You know, two hundred and two thousand. Um, in your team at the moment? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah he's, he's sitting at uh, four number five. And um, look, the one with um, Paddy Dale is it's job security. I think that's the question when it comes to Paddy Dale is um, it's his job security because if his, his job security is good. Then I think he's a you could average 70 or 75, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's well and truly enough to have him as his starting team. It's a matter of whether he's going to do that in real games or whatnot. So we'll find out more when uh, the Blues take on uh, the Saints on Thursday night this week, I think it is. Uh, which we'll um, get to in a second. So. Yeah, we'll flow through. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll flow through the games and just speak about maybe who we're keeping an eye on and whatnot. But there was a lot to like from a lot of different players on the weekend and some of the stuff we were thinking in the preseason is obviously um, is obviously, was obviously on display for us to see. It's funny because it's all it's like you you like what you see from all those players. Like Zebra went behind the ball, Danaher absolutely mm-hmm. fucking tore it a new one. Ippy went guts. behind the ball, Dow was good. Like. Yeah, it makes it hard. Yeah. I don't think you can only start three of them. I yeah. think four's way too many, but I can almost guarantee the one you missed will probably be the highest average and the best one. Yeah. Right now, who are you skipping out on that? You, you don't have MPD, do you? 
no, I'd love to get rid of MP, but Danaher, because he is... Uh, sorry, not Danaher. Danaher's the biggest lock. Siebel, because he's the most highly priced one. I think Impey's... I think you can only take one of Impey or Dow. I think you'd, you'd run Zeeble, Danaher, and then one of Impey and Dow, I reckon. Just because Impey sort of injury kind of history, and you've already got injury history with Danaher, but Danaher's upside is far too great to ignore, I think. Um, and so Impey's injury history versus Dow's job security, I think they average about the same. It's funny because i got both, and I have Zeeble. Mm. Zeeble's one that's not going to be out of the team if fit. Out of your team or their team? Oh no, definitely not. That yeah, and that, I mean, that's why. So I'm looking at I'm looking at this from a, a job security perspective. Because what's my um, what's my caveat, Corey, or my caveat? You probably want to refer to Gibbs again, Corey. Um, my caveat was they need to be 100% best 22 um, to be able to select them in that bracket. How's your uh, Patreon 22 coming along at the moment? Oh, my best 22. Oh, Corey, that is uh, just being underworked. I can confirm, though, Corey, that um, I end of business tomorrow. So that's tomorrow at 5 p.m. on Wednesday. So before the bounce of the, um, uh, the first cracking match, my fixture analysis is uh, about 85% complete at the moment, Corey. So can, uh, can and will drop that. And what I've done is I've, I've divided into sections, Corey. So I've divided into the first six, six weeks blocks for the first 18 rounds and then a finals um, you know, fixture analysis too. So, you know, maybe who do you want to start with for the first six, then next six and the next six. So maybe when you're doing your trades, you can you can be like, okay, this team, they've actually ticked off a lot of tough competition in the first six weeks. Let's get rid of them. And maybe let's, let's target some players from this team. And, and uh, so, uh, so That's a Patreon exclusive, isn't it? That is a Patreon exclusive. Fuck, it's a good time to get to Patreon. Ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com forward slash SC Elite and you can watch Bombs go to work and you can absolutely tear it apart. So... Um, looking forward to that. Bumps, let's kick into things. I mean, we're, what, 15 minutes in, 18 minutes in, we haven't even fucking spoken about anything relevant. So, Carlton and St Kilda kick us off on Thursday night at Marvel Stadium. So, what, 48 hours um, to the dot right now for us, actually. What are you looking forward to? Who are you going to be keeping an eye on for the Blues? From a classic perspective, because let's face it, I'm keeping an eye on absolutely everyone because of, um, you know, draft and all these kind of things that we've got going on as well for but from the Blues, I'm literally watching one person, and his name's, well, two, Paddy Dow and Zach Williams. Now, I wasn't impressed with Zach Williams on the weekend, or whenever the game was against Essendon. Do you know that? I do know that. Oh, of course, I know it. But, yeah, well, yeah. I, I told you. But yeah. <laughs> maybe, I'll tell, maybe I'll tell the listeners why. Because he can't kick the football. I promise you, he cannot kick the football. Any time he got the ball... It was a hack kick out of the pack. It just seemed ineffective. Now, I don't have much data um, here to tell you how many effective kicks he had. What was his fucking disposal efficiency? How many super coach points he earned? How many metres gained? How many turnovers? I don't have any of that. But to the naked eye, I reckon you'd be disappointed when you would have seen his score come from what he actually completed because I didn't think he was very good at all on the weekend. And I'll tell you now, if he comes out again, on the weekend, and there's a lot of hacky, grubby kind of crap that comes off his boot again. Because let's face it, it's all corner contested now. There's a lot more pressure in the ball. I'm, I'm virtually going to rule him a do not touch to start the season. And it's funny because he's still one of the most owned players in the league in Supercoach. I was not, I was not impressed with the way he used the football. Now I'm not down his ability to get the football and or tackle. That was, that was all good. 
but his ability to actually use and be effective with the football, I found to be quite interesting. What? I'll tell you. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, no, no. I was going to say, what needs to happen out of Zach Williams on Thursday night for him to make his way into your team? Well, I'll tell you now, if he hacked the living shit out of the football and little champion data fucking fairies over there, Corey, they, they watched the game and still gave him 100-plus points with all those hack kicks and all that sort of crap, then I'd be much more inclined to pick him. But I'll tell you now, from, from, well, no, because bias, Corey. Yeah. It's, it's serious, honestly, it's a thing. Um, but from the naked eye, he did not seem like someone who could average 100 based on the game he put out against Essendon. Yep. So, again, what's he need to do? Is it just hit 100? Pretty much. Pretty much needs to hit 100 and or he needs to look cleaner and uh, make better decisions in terms of ball use and disposal from the contest in a more contested situation. Um, I, was, I was not happy. In terms of, and, and that's why I'm, I'm running four deep at the moment in defence, and Zach Williams not even coming into contention for one of those spots at the moment. Yep. And as far as Paddy Dow, what do you, do you need, need to see him around the ball? Is it a centre bounce attendance thing? Is it a kicking thing? What is it there? Yeah, no, no, he's kicking. Remember what I said in the Carlton podcast was he needs to learn to kick the football. Yep. That that had significantly improved. But I'll tell you what I like the most about it is he was used more underneath the ruckman. Now, you know what the brilliant thing about that was, Corey? What, Bobs? Because he had a bit of a solid step, he had a bit of swagger about him, he was able to feed the ball off by hands. Now, I'll tell you this. If you can't, if you can't kick the football, don't kick it, right? So if naturally you're handballing the ball, you're not going to turn it over as much. You know, 2 plus 2 equals 4. So if you add all that up, it all means he should get some more games and be a better footballer, should he not? Yeah, you'd assume so. So, yeah, no, I'd like to see him in around the ball. The first game against Essendon, Ed Curnow in the team, Setterfield in the team, Cripps in the team, Walsh in the team, Murphy in the team. They were all in the team. Corey Zach Williams was in the team. They were all in the team, and, and he was given a, a good crack at it. So I like that. I like that. Um, it almost seemed that Ed Curnow and Will Setterfield were exclusive midfielders that were floating kind of through half-back at the same time as well, which um, I didn't mind because they both got really big running capacity. Um, but you think Ed Kerner will probably feature more in at the centre bounce during the season. And Mark Murphy, an exclusive half forward forward pocket, which I didn't mind either because he's about the only person in the Carlton team who can use the footy. So I enjoyed all that. So if I see a lot more of that again against the Saints, oh, I'd be very, very hard to say no to, to Paddy Dow. Things that we will talk about next week as well. Uh, we will recap on that. Now, just I don't want to talk too much on Carlton because we will kind of go through these teams pretty quickly. But I think they are a freaking super relevant Supercoach side. Danger, Dangerfield. Fuck me. I'm just looking at the screen. Cripper and Walsh. Yeah, what would you need to do? What would you need to see out of either of them to say, yep, I'm not picking that guy. You know, like, that's not what I want to see from Cripps. Um, no, is, is there nothing that they can do in this practice match to turn you away? You know, Cripps, if I had this conversation, I'm tempted to not start him. I don't know if I've had it on air. We've definitely had it. Off air, yeah. yeah. So, no, no, I'm tempted not to start Cripps. I'm... I don't think, from what I've seen... Now, I know what we hear, and, I'm, and I know this might be a bit stupid, because come round one, they're, they're going to want to win the game. So who's going to be in the centre-bounce spot? And it's going to be Cripps. So who's going to show the load? It's going to be Cripps. Um, 
I'm, I'm genuinely tempted not to start groups, and it's at the point where I'm thinking like 107 might be like the roof of his average this season. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything you can or can't see from any of these two because I think when the uh, when the going gets tough, the tough get going, and they're, they're two of the toughest in the team. I think Walsh is um, there's a bit of hype around him, and I think rightly so, and. Less interchanges this year, Corey. More time spent on field. You look at the size of Walsh. He's not playing anywhere else. Maybe he goes out to a wing occasionally, but he's still running all day. He's going to run opponents into the ground. He's running into his future. He's an endurance machine. I don't see how I start the season without Walsh. Um, So if I drop one of the two, because I've currently got the pair of them, if I drop one of the two, it'll be Cripps. Let's review this after we see the Pracky game on Thursday night. St Kilda. Who, uh, who, if anyone, is it just Highmore or is there anyone else that you want to have a look at? Exclusively uh, Highmore. Yeah. What about Steele? No. 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 Cool. Because Steele, Steele's going to do what Steele's going to do, I feel like. So I feel like you, you know what you're going to get from him. Is Brad Crouch going to play on the weekend? On uh, the Thursday game? When do they have to, I don't think they have to announce teams till tomorrow. Probably not. Um, yeah. And I imagine his suspension means only with round one, round two. I don't think they would suspend him with pre-season games. Nah, uh, nah, I'm pretty sure they're. So them. if he's injury-free, he plays. So yeah, be a little curious to see how that works out. But realistically, Steele's not in contention to start in my team, so I won't be watching him all okay. that much. Beautiful. So just high more. If he's even there. Yeah. Do you think that'd probably play a couple of the kids? Like who? Highmore. I mean, they might because uh, I mean they're allowed to have extended squads and stuff, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're playing squads of twenty-five or something. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he'll probably feature, but how much game time does he have? I'd be yeah. interested to see that. Um, yeah, and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, you got to have a look at him because you don't have a look at him, you'll never know bombs. That mean if he's there, I'll be watching for it. Friday night, Collingwood and the Richmond Tigers. Who are you looking at, pies-wise, my friend? Well, got to be a couple, doesn't there? Well, there has to be, because there has to be Bianco. There has to be McRae, who we think both of those will kind of line up there. Um, there has to be Oliver Henry, who um, did some good things in the game they played. Just keep goals the, for fun. Yeah. Interesting to see Full Kelly gets a gig as well, because another 130k forward. Um, from what I understand, he didn't play on, or last week, but yeah. unsure if there's any kind of injury cloud on him. And um, old mate Chuck. Uh, let's hope he can sort of feature in there somewhere too because he'd be quite handy now too. So there's a, there's a fair few rookies fighting around for Collingwood but, um, but gee, they're not tempting me with anyone else at the moment. Side bottom going down for a quick second today. <laughs> Fucking you ever seen quicker ACL news circle in your life? Corey, it was, it was almost, I'll tell you now, it was almost like a, a production, you know, of, of a maths kind of... Uh, <laughs> Escalate, Corey. It was. I was like, oh my god, this happened. Oh my fucking. Let's let's live tweet about this, Corey. Let's all jump on it. Fucking. You see the other one that came out. Taylor Adams redid his hamstring. Did see that. That was fucking completely false. Like, just it, it's almost like a social experiment. I mean, we should do this off the elites one day. We should make up a fake injury. You know, who can we make up? Because the fans, the Essendon fans will love this. We'll say Zach Merritt done an ACL. Chinese whispers. They'll really fucking love that. You know that one, It is shocking. Uh, and the Tigers? Now, the most irrelevant team I've ever come across. Because Dusty's the biggest lock you've ever seen in your life. And um, and they offer nothing else in any other capacity. Although, 
I believe they may have a ruckman for us, Corey. Really? No, no, just what I've heard. Samson Ryan um, is 117,000. But just a few of these guys, I just want them just to relax. Like, I don't want all these deputants. You know, the Fullerton, Flynn, Tracy, yeah. Ryan. I don't want all these guys round one. Fucking spread them out throughout the year for us. I just downgrade to one of these fellas later on. Might just relax. Um, Collier Dawkins, obviously, if he's around and getting a game as well, he might be of some interest. But um, aside from them, they, they don't offer much else. So they, you know, they might go the Rioli effect and really try and win the flag. Yeah, just... In there, but they recruited him. That's all they have to do. I don't think he has to play again. Oh, there you go. Um, North Melbourne and the Hawthorne Footy Club. I think they they pose too. Or a couple of pretty relevant players, especially North. What are you, what are you looking for there? The most relevant football game of the weekend. Yep. So whatever you're doing, one ten Saturday. Four ten. Four ten. The four ten. Yeah, it's the late Saturday afternoon game. The worst. Are you sure that's not Frio Adelaide? Because I've got here they're playing at one o'clock. Uh, 2021 Amy Community Series. Corey, um, my article's from January 31st. When's yours from? <laughs> yeah, so no, this is on the AFL website right now. Well, the AFL website's probably yeah, correct. So, so don't don't forget that <laughs> they had to yeah they had to switch it all up. So Freo's playing Freo's playing West Coast now. Ah, oh, okay. Yep. All right. Well, yep. probably a good thing then that you're running through the games. No, probably, not you. How could um, be awkward? Yeah. So right. so so the four ten. Uh, North Melbourne and Hawthorne. This is the one that will shape our teams. And what I does, strongly agree with that. What does Impey look like? What does Zeeble look like? How's Downey going? How's Brockman? How's Lazaro? How's Powell? You know, is Tommy Mitchell going to play? Probably not. Um, I'll, I'll tell you now, it is very relevant in terms of when it comes to picking potentially between Impey and or Zeeble. Um, when it when it comes to those, you know, four rookies, I've probably got even more rookies floating around too. North. I didn't even speak about Bill Phillips then as well, but I, I think he's probably a little bit OP, overpriced for those. Yeah, not overpowered. Not overpowered, <laughs> overpriced. That's why I thought I'd be a bit that for um, No, easily one of the most relevant games. I want to see how it looks when they've got someone of their best 22 out there, how it all goes, and Luke McDonald must be watched. Yeah. Because... Because of the kick-ins. Now, if he's exclusively on kick-ins, you almost have to pick him because the person on the man of the mark has gone back even further this season. Yeah. I'm not sure if the listeners know that. So if you watch some of the pre-season games, it's, it's almost like the entire defensive 50 was empty because that's how far back players need to be at yep. the moment. It's like they've got 25 metres. So if they're not actually running out another 20 metres and getting as much yardage as they can, because that's what the game's about. The game is about yardage. Yeah? So if you've got a bloke on kickings, and I dare say if Impey, say North have kicked um, 15 behinds, and Impey takes nine of them, it'd be very hard to turn him down. Because if he's taken nine and played on from eight and got all those metres gained, that's eight kicks. Yeah, mate, he doesn't have to do stuff all for the rest of the game to, to earn some money for our teams. Don't forget, with Luke McDonald too last year, a lot of those games at the back end of last year, they were almost short chip kick out and then coming back and getting the handball. Now imagine when the man on the mark's even further away from him and he's you know playing onto the side, handballing over, coming back, getting the handball receive and then getting that extra 20, 30 metres down the yeah. line. You know, Luke McDonald, a lot of his points do come from you know metres gained. Like and yeah. running with the football, and it's it's one of those plays. I'm spewing. We only get one. I uh, this is one of those situations, and I'm really annoyed that we only get one view at it. Um, yeah. We got one sample size of data to take here, and 
Um, if Luke McDonald, like I said, if Luke McDonald's running that ball at a half back, lock him in. With um, with him though, if he's running it at a half back, I mean that's all good and dandy. But to be honest, he was notching up 25, 26, 27 possessions in short quarters last year. Yeah. He needs to be rocking that number, to be honest, over the game on the weekend. because At least. Because when you think about scaling last year, when you think about how much of the ball he had, potentially he was inflated, yeah, right, because of the shorter quarters. So if he's this year having the same touches he was having last year, he's not going to average the same he did in the back end. His average, I think, is going to go down. Because in, in the context of the game... But how bad is your average going down from 118 to... 105, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. he, yeah, he's right. priced so nicely. He, he's Jake Lloyd-esque. And, Agreed. Yeah. And, a bit, you know, big emphasis on the esque. There's a long way to go to get to that kind of level, but it could be the kind of player that we're just talking about in the next three years, just you start Luke McDonald. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if we got there. So... Yeah. Um, and honestly, honestly, you get 20 touches from him, though. Oh, I, mean, I, pr- I promise you now... We have pumped the fucking boots out of this man. If he plays a full game and doesn't get probably minimum twenty to twenty-two, I reckon he'd be, nah. he'd be out of my team. Yeah, tw- no, no. Even he gets twenty-two, he's out of mine. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Um, and you've already gone through them all. Impy, Impy, me put put a big mark next to his name. I want to see him off the halfback flank, and I want to see the ball in his hands. Um, and again, would love to see him kicking out too. So. Yeah, he's going to kick out. I won't start Impy. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, I think there's, he will be. There's not enough upside to Impy if he's not getting the, he's not getting three, six, seven, eight kicks a game there yep. from the back pocket. I don't think he offers enough in any other aspect of the game. And then we got the prime time match of the round going across to Geelong Essendon on the Saturday night from the Cattery, mate. Watch out. What's your thoughts? Ridley, Apple, Cox. I said Cattery, but okay. Oh, you want the Cattery first? Yeah, well, it's their home game. Well, I already know what I'm doing with the Cats, Corey, because Dangerfield, just lock and load. Because yep. I told you what Chris C stands for Cats, Corey. Don't forget that. Yep. I told you what that stands for. Um, I told you what Chris got set, um, you know, him playing midfield time. And yep. fucking he went, but he went bananas, Corey, that's for sure, the start of that game. Um, they, don't, they don't interest me a hell of a lot. I mean, I'd love to see Jordan Clark um, possess the footy. He was okay um, during the game. The game last week, no. yeah, nothing great, but I'd love to see because I, I do think we're going to be short on defense. But I'd love to see what he has to offer potentially. Um, that's better for the Cats, Danger and um, Jordy Clark. Dangerfield could go sit in the forward pocket, have ten touches, and kick two goals, and I'll be starting him round one. It's it's one of those actually super yeah. relevant. Fair point, actually. I won't even watch Dangerfield because yep. there's no way he won't start. Yeah, that's true. That's actually why he mentioned Tom Stewart because I just feel like Tom Stewart's going to flat average 100. His role's not going to change. Nothing's going to happen there. It's yep. just really kind of same. Good point. I, th- I think it's one of those games for the Cats. It'll be it'll be a fitness run. They'll want to. They'll go. They'll go probably 80, 90 percent. Um, but players like Dangerfield will spend a, probably a fair bit of time forward. They'll probably want to get a little bit of a midfield mix going on there and, and see what they've got. I, I don't know if Joel Sal would, would even bother rocking up to a game like this, if he's even fit enough to... Well, to they wouldn't, if, they, if he got concussed, he'd have to sit out for 12 days, and it's probably not worth him missing round one if it's... Yeah. So I think this game does become all about Essendon. It becomes where is Heppel positioned. It becomes what is Jordan Ridley doing again. Um, 
you know, again, who's on kickouts? Heppel now going back, going to take a little bit more of it. Is it just lock and loaded with Jordan Ridley? Um, those the Bombers midfielders, your, your Cox that you mentioned before, a little bit lesser to you, Bombs, and I'm not too sure if you'll get a game yet or not, but, you know, you want to have a look at the likes of Archie Perkins and, and, and those kind of players if they play because they, they pumped a lot into draft stocks. We, we joke about how they could have had Dunkley and they fucked that one up, but... Um, I think they're a super relevant team, and I'm glad that they've got the prime time on Saturday night. <laughs> I'm interested to see Hipple, Cox, and Ridley, because yeah. um, I'm actually interested to see how Waterman lines up on someone like potentially a Jake Collard, Jasney, or whatever the hell you say his name, because someone that's is a bit beefy, because um, he's got tree trunks for leagues this morning, fella. And I'll tell you now, you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of a uh, thicker, smaller Courtney Johns for some reason. Just when you think about Essendon in the forward line. Because you know Courtney Johns... That is a take... fucking blast from the past. He could, he could take a mark, Courtney Johns, in terms of on the Courtney league. Johns. He could kick pretty accurately, could he not? And he was oh, left-footed. Fuck. There's Waterman's listeners here that are going to have no idea who Courtney Johns is. Uh, well, look him up, because <laughs> they probably are too young. I, I remember him from time to time, Courtney Johns. He was fucking him as a dancer at help, and he said, dominate for can we, can, we, can we just get, like, a fucking, you know, a blast from the past and every team that we hit? Just, ah, uh, you fucking reminds me of a fucking Graham Johncock. <laughs> oh, oh, Supercoach gems of old, eh? Supercoach gems of old. Um, GWS and Sydney, mate, what's going on here? The Giants, have they got really anything? I mean, Big Flynn, you'd assume he's just a lock and loaded. Um, are you going to have a look at their premium stock? Like, is Taranto going to interest you if he goes out there and absolutely blitz it? Like, what you would. Cali, like, is, is Cali on your radar if he goes out there and has one of his 200 point games and, and, and dominates? What's your thoughts around the Giants? No, I think Kelly can do that kind of regardless whether it's season or pre-season or whatnot. Um, Flynn, I'll tell you now, Flynn pops a 150, and I might contemplate starting him at Ruck 2 if we get some further bench cover going on in the uh, in the Ruck department. But um, no, they, I mean, I'd love to see Ware out there, to be honest. Yep. I think he'd be good. Um, Cumming is the interesting one, the, the Cumming Express, for Cumming those who've been following us for a few years. Surely it's his time. They probably know the... Uh, the love hate relationship that myself and Corey have developed for this man is uh, just absolute love for me. He could never do anything to piss me off. Well, he's he's cost me a few times, Corey. It's fair to say that. Um, but two eighty eight again. You know, do we pay up for some of these defender guys because we're potentially not going to get any of the real cheaper guys? And you know, players like uh, is it Hayden Young from Frio who we haven't touched on yet? Uh, potentially Isaac Cumming. They're kind of in that bracket with um, Jordan Clark as well. You know. So we maybe look to one of these guys to fill one of those spots, potentially within the number five position. Who knows? So um, he's something of interest, I think, too. Yeah, and again, photo come up before. He was it was just the GWS uh, Twitter page. He was shirtless as well. And Come Express is uh, looking pretty good, looking pretty fit, too. So. Thought you were going to say the come express is what you just did. Cool. Yeah, there's a bit of a regime going on down at the the joint. You know what? They're a team that fucking loves a shirtless pick. I know a lot of AFL players do, but if you like down at GWS, no one ever have a sh- never has a shirt on. To be fair, Corey, when you've got an entire team of eighteen to twenty six year olds in the prime of their life, just fucking living it up in the uh, upper echelon states there in uh, Sydney. Kids. 
It's all just I would have thought free advertisement for Ah, the Swannies, mate, is just Jake Lloyd. Willie Gould, like, oh, fuck, you're not even going to watch Jake Lloyd, really, to be honest, I is. Nah. What are you looking at? Is it, are you going to have a bit of a geese at the Sydney midfield and who's running around there? Like, obviously not the big boys, but, you know, there's up-and-comers, it's... Millsy? Your boy, Campbell. Oh, well, you mean the rising star, Campbell, yep. Corey? Him and Tom Powell are going to share the eyes this year. Um, nah, Callum Mills, I'm obviously going to watch, because he's the one that's currently in and out of my team fighting for one of those starting defender positions for me with uh, old Riddles and Stewart, and I think realistically it's more between Ridley and Mills. Um, so, yeah, I'm obviously going to watch Mills pretty closely. I think the most he's ever played in the midfield has been 15% of game time, um, and that 15% was last year, which netted him 101 average, which was his career best season. So, if we see again an increase in midfield time for him, which potentially they need to do because they need to release um, someone from their back line in order to get Braden Campbell onto one of those back flanks, and maybe Mills is the man to do that. So, um, I honestly think Mills can be 110, 112 um, kind of player this year, and, um, and for that reason, he's under strong consideration. I love Callum Mills, and I think you know you heard it about Heaney for years, and it's definitely never going to happen. Heaney will always be that forward flanker. Um, I, Callum, I, I do, I'm 100 percent on those comments that you make. I think uh, Callum Mills could become a very, very good midfielder for the Swans. Kennedy's body is, I mean, Kennedy's Kennedy's been such a servant. He's such a great footballer, but you know he's not getting anywhere near 22, and I think that's time that Sydney will say, yep. Yeah, the rebuild's on now. One of them has to step up. One of them has to become, you know, the next servant of the club for the next 15, 20 years. I think, what, Parker's still only like 29, isn't he? Parker's one of those guys that I think is seen as a lot older than he probably is. Yeah. And, you know, but he's put his body through... At least, yeah, he's 28, 29 this year. He's put his body through absolute hell, you know, for the Swans over the past 10 to 15 years. Um, an absolute warrior of the club. And... and don't get me wrong, he'll have another fantastic season. He'll be a midfielder and he'll float around that 105, probably to 17 mark, as he always does. Uh, but it's not, you know, it's not pickable. You're not starting him. We had that patch last year, didn't he, that he fucking averaged. Did he start, was it the start of the season? I don't think it was last year, might be. No, it was definitely last year. It was like a 115, like, absolute fucking five weeks of red-hot scores. But anyway, so I think Sydney need to find out who that next player is going to be, and I, I think it will be Callum Mills as well. Heaney, mate, you know, I know we both aren't a very, well, I'm not very fond of this pick at all, and I won't put words in your mouth, but I'm almost certain that you hate the pick, so... No, disgusting. Anything he could do to change, change him on? No, no. 100% midfield time. You talk about a bloke that loves a shirtless boy. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty good rig, but what's the average this year? Oh, he's floated 95 for the yeah, last four years, so more would be any different this year. Yep. Uh, the Crows and the Port Adelaide power, mate. Uh, Crows, what happens now with Miller going down? Who goes off the halfback flank now? Will that affect Rory Laird? Or is Rory Laird just locked into the midfield? Does it give someone else an opportunity, one of the kids? What, what do you think thought process here? Yeah. Keeping an eye on. I'm, I'm hoping it gives one of the kids a process. Uh, sorry, an opportunity, not a process. Hey, I'll tell you now. There's no chance I'm ever going to start him. But in terms of draft slider, Corey, keep an eye on Lockie Shaw. Just yep. for me. Just Petsley's name. Just watch it. Because um, someone I reckon that's probably going to go plus 25 on last year's average, to be honest. 
So, um, but who am I realistically watching for classic here, Corey? I'm obviously looking at James Rowe, hoping he can kick a couple snags and confirm a round one uh, debut there. Um, Adelaide giving us anything else? I mean, maybe they'll unearth something else, but um, following Miller, Miller's news, whatever you want to call him, um, Matt Crouch can do Matt Crouch things, so I don't think he's going to do anything that will change your mind. Um, they're a bit, a bit flat in terms of what they have to offer, I reckon. We're not picking film for Bali, no chance. I think they're doing that. Um, Sam Berry, I'd love to see him get a game as well. So he's a uh, midfielder at 123. We had a chat about it the other day. We like to look at Sam Berry. We do like to look at Sam Berry. 117k he is. Um, We want to see him actually get a game. He didn't play last week. He played in the Sandfall and apparently did a very, very good job in the Sandfall. So let's hope that earns him a bit of a uh, cracky match here and potential round one start. 17k mid. And from Port Adelaide, is there anything that's really catching your eyes at kids? Is it Bergman? Is there anything the midfield could do to entice you to pick one of them? What's the go? I'm going absolutely nowhere near anyone from Port Adelaide unless a rookie is named. So, I mean, I'm almost praying here to the, uh, the uppers, Corey, uh, around Jones, seeing if he gets a game. But... Who knows if that's going to happen? I think Bergman is a, a genuine sniff um, to be a uh, debutant come round one. Um, and that's probably all they have to offer. This is probably one of the least games I'm looking forward to. And if I need to spend some time with Mrs. Corey, I hope it's during the Pirelli Adelaide game, if I'm being brutally honest with you this weekend. Four Ted on Sunday. I'm planning to spend every other minute just pretty much fucking watching footy. So, um, yeah, she, she's in for a rude awakening, isn't she, this oh, weekend? Oh, yeah, gonna, it's fucking... She's going to know footy's back. I can tell you that much, too, in this household, because if they think I'm going fucking anywhere, they are absolutely dreaming. <laughs> uh, Coasters and the Freo. So that's your, your new game. That's the 7-10 on Sunday night. My favourite time slot, by the way. Hey, I, um, I'm looking forward to watching Maddie Brown. You know why? Why? I'm wanting to dominate. But wrong team, bro. West Coast and Freo Dockers. You said Gold Coast. I said West Coast. I might have said Gold Coast. If I did say Gold Coast, I do apologise. I will go back. I will go back and re-listen. But I meant West Coast. Well, it's such a you talk about a useless fucking team, Corey. Um, I've got nothing. I've got nothing for. Honestly, I've got nothing for you on West Coast. They interest me that much. So little to none. I'd say none to little. None being involved at Tully Capitals. And Freo, Tracy? Well, there's Tracy, there's Young off the halfback flank. Um, obviously, I'd like just to see what they do in terms of midfield structure with Fife. I know Longmuir came out. I think Fife's playing, so. is he? Is he not? I, I, don't, I thought I heard something about Fife wasn't going to line up for preseason games. He played the one... Yeah, but game. like the actual priest. But they might have changed that. I think that was actually a little while ago. Look, I, I hope he lines up because I'm interested to see what happens in terms of their midfield structure because um, if he sits a lot more forward and I when the going gets tough, the tough hit going, so he might move back into the midfield, all that kind of crap. And Longmuir essentially said that he wants to play five forward more, but the onus is on the other guys to get the job done. And if they can't, Fife will be injected into the midfield virtually immediately. So, um, he's an interesting pick. We're going to get him as a forward next year. I know that, Corey. I know that much. Um, I'm just curious to see how it all kind of pans out. One of those. 
those ones there. I thought he would have been a forward this year as well. Um, uh, the other oh, happy chat me. Wouldn't mind seeing him get a game. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if he's out there, we'll, we'll keep an eye on him. But, um, yeah. Hey, can I say, I, I didn't, um, I missed this bloke. It was a bit of an oversight here. And you'll be like, Bob, how did you get this as an oversight? Because he's actually in your team at the moment. Um, GWS, Corey. They've yep. got a guy called Brun. Bob, how did you um, get that as an oversight? He's in your team at the moment. Yeah, because, I don't know, Corey, I wasn't looking at my team. Um, That's a 157k midfielder, so he's one of the top draft picks of last season. The only hesitation, they, they really like him there, the only hesitation I have with this is the fact that I feel like virtually every one of their top picks in the last few years, whether it's Tom Green or any of the other ones, Jai Caldwell and all that, their role once they get into the team come season proper is um, is dubious at best. Yep. And so um, I'm curious to see how it un unfolds, but I'm more hopeful that he doesn't dominate. Um, because if he dominates, I think I might uh, fall into the trap. Yeah, the GWS trap, Tom Green. Anyway, back to Fremantle. Um, anyone else you want? No, nah, that's that's it from them. Uh, Doggies and Melbourne on Monday, 3.10 Monday. Public holiday for most, not for me. Queen's birthday game. Oh, actually, no, it's not Queen's birthday. It's Labor. Monday. Yep. Um, Dogs. Dunkley? Well, yes, but no, because Jawar's still not in the team. Eagle Hagen? No, no, d don't pick Eagle Hagen. You know, he was cramping during the third quarter of that cracky game. <laughs> now, so, so he was. Did you have you heard that? No, I haven't. No, no, he was cramping. So even if his name, I mean, he might not even be named round one, but he's not fit enough for a game of football. Do not go anywhere near him. Please, listeners, please do not. I wasn't planning to anyway, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you know, I don't have I don't have a player from the doggies in my team at the moment. Yeah, neither do I. Like I'd love to have Dunkley, but I think with the rejig of getting the extra primo in um, defence and all that, that's the player of sacrifice, which yep. is not something I like because I was really keen to start him, if I'm being honest. And um, he'll come drop one ten on the weekend. You'll be straight. You'll be straight back in your team. But structure-wise, I can't possibly do that unless I get rid of Dusty and or Dangerfield, so... Nah, you just fucking change the structure. Well, you know what I might do, actually, because the one thing I have been thinking about is can I get rid of Crips, switch Dangerfield to the midfield, and then get Dunkley back, but I can't find a 40 grand to do that. Yep. But I'd love to do that. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, anyone else from the Dogs? They don't really pose much, do they? <laughs> Shit team to watch because they're not going to have their full complement out there, so M McCrane's probably a good thing, to be fair. Yeah, you really want to watch McRae again without Trelaw? He's going, to, he's going to look good. Yeah, he's okay. over 100. And if we go back to the debate we had, 120 over the last three seasons. If he, if Trelaw cost him 10 points, worst case scenario, he averages 110, but still top eight material. So, still think McRae's would pick. Yeah, it's funny too because you know we talk about it. You know, good players come in normally complement other good players very well. It's the Pies done it all those years ago when they had Beams. Um, Swanee and Pendles. Yeah, so it's it's just one of those things that uh, it'll be interesting because he's one that I will be like, yep, yeah, McRae's there. Okay, let's figure out how to go get him. Um, yeah, and I think that's all that they, they really offer. The Demons, mate, any rookies coming up from the Ds? Anyone relevant? Um, you know, you know what you're kind of going to get from their midfield. Is there, is there anything else? 
Yeah, I mean, as a touch from earlier, you want to see how Harmsy goes with um, Horny and Brayshaw obviously back in the team, playing with Oliver and Petrarca and all that kind of stuff. So I think Oliver and Gorn are just two pieces that are locked. I think um, Harms could be the potential track and or breakout player, which um, which will keep people watching with a fair bit of curiosity, I reckon, this weekend. And uh, there's obviously James Jordan. Is that his first name? Yep. James. Um, there's a chance for round one there, so he will be watch. I'll be watching him kind of very closely should he take to the field. And obviously, their their first kind of picks in um, in Bowie and or Bowie and Laurie. If you had to make a comment on uh, the Harmsy pick right now, would you say he's going to break out or he's going to bust? Um, I think when people think breakout, they think two years ago when he averaged ninety five, whatever it was. Um, I think he's underpriced, but he's not going to do 95, like he might go 85, and I think that's a really good outcome if you've picked him and he averages 85, to be honest, and I, I think I'd be more hopeful of that than suggesting it's a likelihood to happen. I don't think it happens. I normally sit on the fence, but I'm going to go, anyone who picks him is not going to be overly happy, and then I'll probably change my tune come 7-10 on fucking Monday night. Last one, mate. Matty Real and the Gold Coast versus the irrelevant Brisbane Lions in this game. Mate, what, what's Rowley got to do? To, what's Rowley got to do for you to get him in? No, no, nothing, because I'm not starting him. Um, I hope he dominates, and I hope that he's 53% ownership or whatever the hell it's at for. Let's have a look at the moment where it's at. 52. I think he was 51. Yeah, he was, yes. He's gone up. He's gone up after a shit game in the weekend. Um, <laughs> I hope he dominates, because... I, I want the 52% of coaches to fucking fail, to be honest. Like, and if I'm being honest with you, I've got 25 bucks on Tom Powell for um, the Rising Star Corey. So, you know, Rao's going to fuck me Rising Star punt if he dominates this year. So I'm an anti, you know, some people are anti-COVID vaccine. I'm, I'm an anti-Rao selection. <laughs> Anything else from Gold Coast? Like, could, you know, they normally play some little random player that will pop up? It's, do you think that's any chance of happening? If it is, I'm not sure who it is. I'd like them to, and I'd like him to be a defender, but I can't forecast who it's going to be. 102, Fife. Yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? That'd be great. Um, Brizzy Lions, is it just the Danaher show? I mean, Danaher... Didn't these two teams play last week? Did they? Yeah, didn't Gold Coast play the, uh, Brisbane? I Isn't that who done her kick four on the other day? I know he kicked four. I don't know who it was against. Fuck, there you go. Oh, well, obviously because um, of COVID, less travel, safer. Yeah, it makes sense because the Perth teams probably played the Perth teams. Yeah. Adelaide teams played the Adelaide teams. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, I don't think there's... Unless Danny gets injured, I don't think there's anyone more starting. Yeah. And, um, and so, obviously, I'm going to be watching Eli Smith as well after the, the photograph of his name on the best 22 for the Lions featured. Yep. Um, that's about it, though. Um, obviously, Madden, as well, who I said, was in my defense at the start. So, apparently, he, they, they reckon he's going to keep Marcus Adams out of the team. So, I know Marcus Adams didn't play last year, but that was mainly through injury than anything else. So, um, yeah, hopefully Madden does enough and uh, get, take a few grabs and maybe average just 50 or 60. Just be that intercepting big man down back. Yeah. Oh, all right, mate. I think we should just wrap it up there. Wrap it up, cool. You looking forward to footy? Yeah, it was refreshing to formally watch a sport during the daytime. Um, 
because you know I don't watch NBA or anything like that, Corey. So you know my my sports in the off season are the English Premier League and the you know I get trophies around that, I guess, um, yep. which is all two, three, four a.m. in the morning. So it was nice to watch something when I was half conscious. Yeah, there you go. Be good. Good to have a act this weekend. I watched the AFLW, watched the boys Melbourne game on the weekend. That was that was pretty good. Bought it. <laughs> First time I tuned in for the AFLW for a while. No, I'm joking. Like the skills have improved heaps. I, I promise you, Corey. I've seen Oregon. It was the first quarter that was ever played of the sport. No one thought I can't do this. Yep. Nah, it's getting a bit better. It's getting a bit better, Bob. So I'll. Uh... Well, maybe I'll have to give it another crack because yeah. apparently can't the Premiership favourites, aren't they? So I might have to become one of those. Are they? I think Pies are. Are they? Well, I think before so. the season started, can't might have been Premiership favourites. Yeah. So they're probably choked in there. Yeah, that's right. All right, Elitists, on behalf of Bumps, myself, and the Patreons, the Patreon.com forward slash SC